Hi, welcome to Heart to Heart, a podcast about all things heart-related, brought to you by the Physicians of Advanced Cardiovascular Specialists in Shreveport. I'm your host, Susan Curtin, and we're talking with Dr. Trey Bauckham, and the topic today is syncope. Welcome, Dr. Bauckham. Good to be here. Tell us, what is syncope? Syncope is the medical term for passing out, temporarily losing consciousness. And syncope has been around forever. It's mentioned in very ancient literature. It's mentioned in Dante. It had been described many, many times. And it's interesting because when I was a medical student, the rule of thumb was about 80% of syncopal episodes were never explained. We only figured out what was wrong in 10 to 20% of people. 80% of the people would just say, we don't know why you're passing out. There was a huge study and sort of a giant change in that when I was a resident. They described the phenomenon behind neurocardiogenic syncope. And neurocardiogenic syncope is a reflex that we all have in our body. If you think about it, the heart is a pump that has to constantly pump blood. And it has to constantly pump a different amount of blood. So sitting here at rest in this podcast, it may pump three liters a minute. If I hurry across the room, it might go up to four, five, six liters a minute. If I'm running down the street, eight or 10 liters a minute. If I'm being chased by a bear, maybe 20 liters a minute. So the heart has a tremendous range that it can pump, but it can never pump more blood out than is returning to it. That seems simple and we take it for granted like breathing, but it's actually very complicated how our body has to accomplish that. There's sensors all over our body, in our legs, our intestines, our carotids, and inside our heart itself to give a tremendous amount of information to the brain and back to the heart about what's going on. And the sensors inside the heart are called C-fibers, and they're very rarely ever stimulated. The only time that they get triggered is if you're in a situation where the amount of blood being pumped out of your heart is a little bit more than the amount returning to your heart. And your heart actually shrinks down as small as it can get. When it can't get any smaller and it's squinching down on a very small volume of blood, it triggers the C-fibers in the heart, and that starts a thing called the jarish bezold reflex. And that reflex makes our heart rate drop dramatically and our blood pressure drop dramatically. In some people, it's one or the other, but in most people, both their heart rate and their blood pressure drop dramatically. They lose consciousness, but when they hit the deck and they're laying flat, blood can sort of slosh back to their heart It takes a couple of beats, and then they wake back up. And that is the genesis of almost all passing out. And that was described by some guys got in the late 80s, maybe early 90s. And we started doing a thing called a head-up tilt test where you could test for this phenomenon. I remember doing the first one at my residency at UAB. And it was so good that we found that, you know, once we knew what the mechanism was, most people, when we talk to them, we can tell what's going on with them. And you could prevent syncope in most people by giving them a beta blocker, which oddly enough is a high blood pressure medicine. But when you give it in low dose, it keeps their heart from squeezing down real vigorously and triggering the C-fibers that starts this phenomenon. The two big groups that get syncope usually are young people, sort of just post-pubescent, like 14, 15, 16. That usually continues until they're in their early 20s, and then it often stops. And then there's a separate group of people in their 60s that get syncope. Once you get above about 70, the other causes of syncope become more common, like a slow heart rate or fast heart rate. 
but still by far the vast majority of people that pass out have some form of neurocardiogenic syncope. It has many other names, vasovagal syncope, post-micturition syncope, cough syncope, but they all have the same basic mechanism and they can all be treated the same way. So now that statistic is reversed. We figure out why people are passing out almost 90% of the time and there are only a few that are sort of a mystery illness we can't figure out. That is so interesting. Yeah, I for a long time, people would tell me they'd pass out, and the doctors were trying to figure out why. So it's great to have some answers there. What are the different tests they run for it? So like I said, you know, most people that have neurocardiogenic syncope, I usually have a pretty good feel for what's going on with them just after talking to them. So I would say a history and physical is the most important test that you get. Some people, though, it doesn't quite add up, and we always want to make sure you don't have something potentially lethal, that I may think it's neurocardiogenic syncope, there's something more dangerous going on. So, of course, you need an EKG. Most people need an echocardiogram, a sound wave test on their heart. Those are the two most important tests. Sometimes we put a monitor on people for 24 hours, and then if we can't figure it out, we will do a head-up tilt test. We don't do as many as we used to. It's a very simple test, but it was genius. The We put you on a table and sort of strap you down and then tilt you up so your head up at 75 degrees. And then we just watch your heart rate and blood pressure. In a normal patient, the heart rate and blood pressure will go up and then level off and just stay there. And people that have this illness, either just with tilting, it'll go up initially and then drop dramatically. If nothing happens in the first 20 minutes, we give you a medicine called Isoprel, which is like adrenaline, and we stimulate the heart a little bit more. And another group of people, their heart rate and blood pressure will increase. They'll hit a plateau and then suddenly drop. So when we do the tilt test, we either confirm that you have neurocardiogenic syncope or often we find something else going on. Like, for instance, you might have an arrhythmia or you might have a POTS, which is a slightly different syndrome, or you might have pure orthostatic hypotension where some people, their blood pressure just falls over time. It doesn't really trigger reflex, and that's treated differently. So it's a very useful test if the initial screening doesn't answer the question. Well, how do I avoid syncope? Well, you know, if you're prone to it, um, we always tell people, heed the warning signs. So if you've passed out before and you're doing something and you start getting that sensation, and most people describe they feel lightheadedness, sometimes warmth or sweatiness, then they'll start to develop tunnel vision. A lot of times they'll develop a ringing in their ears, and they'll have the sense that they're about to lose consciousness. And we tell people the first thing is, heed those warning signs. Don't challenge it. Don't say, well, it's only another 10 feet to my car. Sit and lie down wherever you are. I mean, right then, because it's going to be a lot less embarrassing than if you pass out and break a tooth or break your nose. Remaining hydrated will help prevent it. Of course, that's difficult in August in Louisiana, but always staying hydrated and understanding that if you have some other illness, for instance, a GI problem that's making you nauseated or have diarrhea, you're going to be at increased risk. And you need to really keep up with your fluid intake and really be careful when you're in situations like standing in line where you might pass out. But usually with education and a medication, we can prevent almost all passing out. So if I experience fainting, I should see the doctor? Absolutely, because there are some dangerous causes of fainting. And so you don't want to always assume it's benign, although most of the time it is. Sometimes there isn't a serious underlying problem that's causing you to pass out, and we always want to exclude those because some of those are potentially lethal. Yeah, what could it be a sign of? Well, sometimes it's a dangerous arrhythmia. You'd be surprised how many people have a thing called ventricular tachycardia um, where the heart is dangerously racing, and they don't feel it, but they pass out. And so if you say, oh, ho-hum, it's nothing, and they have a potential lethal arrhythmia, the next episode might kill them. Some people that have hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a 
usually a congenital finding in the heart that at times will make it difficult for the heart to pump forward. Some of those people present by passing out, but then they feel fine afterwards, just like neurocardiogenic syncope. So it's hard to know the difference. Um, and so there are some potentially dangerous things that it can be. Wow, that's really interesting. Well, thanks so much for the information. I'm sure that'll be helpful to a lot of people out there. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Bacham. Enjoyed it as always. For more information, go to acsdoctors.com.